This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen along with you. Brittle diabetes mellitus, or labile diabetes, is a term used to describe a type of type 1 diabetes, which is characterized by ups and downs of blood sugar levels, which are quite difficult to control with standard medical diabetic protocols. A pancreas transplant can offer a powerful treatment option for these patients. And here with more on all of this are two patients who have recently undergone just such a transplant. With me today are Patrick Nolan and Harry Tynan, both transplant patients. Welcome to you both. Thanks so much for coming in. We're very, very interested in hearing from both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. So let me start with you, um, Patrick. You were diagnosed with type 1 diabetes as a child. Tell us about that. When did it happen for you? Uh, May 5th, 1975, day before my 11th birthday. And had you had signs? What what, what led you to, you know, worry well, about I, diabetes? I was wetting, wetting the bed, losing weight, always felt feeling ill. Uh, my folks thought maybe I had a bladder infection. On May 5th, I was taken to the doctors, and that's when we found out. Yeah. So that was quite a long time ago. It was. Some 40 years ago. 41 yeah. years ago this past May. Right. And how about you, Harry? I was what diagnosed was at the age of 12. Uh, so symptoms, similar. Similar. Um, symptoms were brought on. Notice the common symptoms. I have two other brothers who were diagnosed before me, so my parents knew the symptoms already, what, to, what we were looking for. And uh, symptoms appeared, and we took it from there with the doctors. And So age 12. Yes. So very similar. And and you so you have a strong family history of yeah, diabetes with two brothers. And Patrick, you as well have I a family history. I do as well. History. I have a first cousin... And in and in niece, between the three of us, almost a hundred years of diabetes in our family. Now, I mentioned in the beginning of this that this type of diabetes that you have, it's type one, obviously, juvenile diabetes, Correct. but also that it has a certain characteristic of what we call lability, meaning it's harder to control. Tell us about that. What type of medications or treatment options did you undertake? as a child and into your into your adult life? Well, I mean, for myself, for over five decades, I've been on every insulin that ever rolled out. I came out when there was only two types. So I've gone through all the regiments of the insulins, um, syringes, insulin pumps. I was on chew and the insulin needles or it, needle pens. And with all of those things, was it difficult to control your, your levels? Pretty much. So you really did have somewhat of a resistance. Resistance towards it. Right. And how about you, Harry? I started immediately on insulin injections uh, through a needle. And uh, through the years, at at first it was uh, hard to control, very up and down in my early years. I went through a period of stability. And then in my 20s, I was definitely all over the place for quite some time. Changed different insulins through the next decade. And... uh, you know, it stabilized more in my 30s until I started running into the problems with the kidney and everything else. Yeah, so let's get to that. Both of you have had to have a kidney transplant secondary to Correct. this difficult diabetes, right? Because the yes. diabetes eventually can ruin a kidney or your it, kidney it, it can function. Do, well, I've had just about all the side effects from high blood pressure, cholesterol, to my kidney shutting down in 11. At, I'm sorry, at 11? No, no. In, in 2011. Oh, in 2011. When my kidneys finally yes. shut down. Yes, and then you had to have a kidney transplant. Then I had a kidney transplant. 
Yeah, so that was successful, I understand. How about you? You had a kidney transplant as well, Harry? I had a kidney transplant, transplant well, in November of 2013. I received it from my father. Wow. And you did well with that. Did really well with that. Right. But the point here is that your your diabetes was so difficult to control and was doing damage to your body that your kidneys basically suffered as yes, a result. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And following that, I mean, how did it affect, let me start with you, Patrick. How did it affect your life? I mean, how restrictive, tell us what life was like. Well, I mean, I, I guess restrictive is all what you consider it. Other than having to watch your diet, it really wasn't all that restrictive. Or at least I didn't think it was because it was something I lived almost five decades with, so I just adapted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something you get used to. You adapt and you move on. Yeah. Yeah. So, but in your case, Harry, you said in in your 30s you started to see that it was getting more difficult to control. Yeah, as time went on, definitely. And why was that, do you think? Uh, Part of that was probably me. Just trying to, I, you know, I dealt with it for so long. I felt, you know, I probably cut some corners at yeah, times. Yeah, that's that's the one you thing. You start getting away with it. You think you can do what you want and then compensate with some insulin. Yeah. You know, that, you think your readings are good. That That's the one thing, big thing with type 1 diabetes. It's, we all hit an age or a period oh, that yeah. we're going, we're invincible. We're going to do what we want. The medication will make up for it. it. Yeah. It's not hurting me inside. Oh, that's yeah. very interesting. Very interesting. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's Health Link on air. I'm Linda Cohen along with two pancreatic transplant patients, Patrick Nolan and Harry Tynan. We're talking about pancreas transplants as a treatment for diabetes. So basically, you were, you were um, after the kidney transplants, how were you doing? I mean, in terms of your health. I, how over, about you, Harry? Over, overall, I was doing very well. It was a change. You know, I was dialysis previously for only 10 months. I was pretty lucky before I received my transplant. And so that was a complete change. The dialysis took a lot out of you. And I noticed a complete 180 after a while after the recovery process. In terms of how you felt? Uh, In terms of how I felt overall. You still had the up and downs the way you felt in your body from the, you know, the diabetes. But the overall, overall health has started to improve. And how about you? How was your your kidney transplant? Did you, what was your state of health after that? It was fantastic. I mean, for me, I think the only time I really felt punk is if I put too much fluid on. Because I've always stayed relatively active. And the more active I stayed, the better I felt. So I so, guess... So the dialysis didn't really drain me. When you were on dialysis? When I was but on how dialysis. But how about after the transplant? The kidney transplant? I felt the same. I mean, I felt better. People said I looked better. So in I mean, general, I, I didn't think I looked bad, but yeah. so in general, it sounds to me like you both were able to live fairly active lives. Am I correct with that? Yeah, for yeah. the most part, that's yeah. it, pretty much. But you did have to constantly be doing what? Checking. You were you were being di- you were spending twelve hours a week on your back on your sitting down doing nothing. Oh, you mean during, during dialysis. dialysis? But in terms of checking, you know, your lifestyle in general, you were always aware of what you could eat or trying to be aware well, of what you could eat. Well, try to be as best as possible, but yeah. you, that's when you start to cut corners and you try to get away with it. Right. So basically, what made you consider this treatment option? You, Patrick, first. Well, when I, when I first went on the transplant list for my kidney, um, I was told outright that the I was a candidate for dual transplant, but not here at Upstate. I would have to go to Straw Memorial in Rochester. 
unfortunately, I was put on hold for a little bit for my kidney transplant. Then when Dr. Grusner came on, he reactivated me. He said, we will get you both. And within six months of each other, I did receive both a kidney and a pancreas. So basically, this is a new procedure that's not new. It's not a new procedure, but it's new to the Upstate Medical University. And you were basically the first person at, since 2005 who received a pancreas here That's at, my understanding, yes. Yes. And so the pancreas was from a, a, a deceased donor. Deceased donor from Tennessee. Okay. And basically you had a certain time pressure to have this done, though, right? It's my understanding it's a 12-hour window. In terms of the... As far as what our, the upstate staff wants. Well, in terms from, of the pancreas surviving. Surviving. Being, yeah. being functional. Correct. And able to be transplanted into a living Into person. a living recipient. Right. Right. And how about, what was your story? How did you find out about this? Because it's my understanding that you each had your procedure within days of one another, and you represent the two first people in our current situation. How did you, how did you find out about it? Pancreatic transplant was first mentioned to me when I had my kidney transplant. And obviously they told me the program wasn't available here at Upstate at the time. And uh, as the years passed, these last couple of years, and it was brought up to me that the program was started, there was never a decision to be made. It was just when can I get it done. And so what, was, what were you told in terms of the diabetes and, and the pancreas transplant? I mean, what, what were your hopes and expectations, first you, Patrick, going into the surgery? What my, my expectations and hope were be able to no longer take injections, to relive, relive again. Basically to be cured. Basically, from the age of 1 to 11, I don't remember. So this is literally all something... I'm reliving my youth again. Because this, your life was as a diabetic, and that sounds like that's pretty true for you yeah, as well, probably. Harry. And now it's almost like a new chapter. Is that what I'm pretty hearing? Pretty much, yeah. I'd definitely say that. Yeah? So what does it feel like, Patrick? I just wake up in the morning. We, I, You probably have to check your sugar twice. Twice a day right Yeah, now. twice a day. I look at the numbers and go, wow. Mm-hmm. This is a big wow, thing. Wow, what? What? Well, what do you find? I've never seen them that low. So, so it looks no, normal? No, constantly, they're normal. Yeah, they're on a constant, at a constant normal. At the way constant. I feel every day now to wake up, when you're not tired and you wake up after a good night's sleep, and your body feels the same throughout the day. You're stable. You don't have the up and downs in your body. You don't have the tired feeling, and then all of a sudden you feel better when your sugar's at a normal level. It's a, it's a different feeling within, in, within myself now. Yeah. So what is it, but how does it feel in, uh, psychologically then? I mean, what is it, how has it affected you? I know it's a short time. I know it's very recent that this has all I'm, taken place. I'm still in awe. You know, Say it's more almost, about that. It's almost, as, as I said, it's, I've been this way for so long, it's like learning how to ride a bike all over again. It's learning how to live all over again. I just wake up and go, wow. And you look ahead to a very positive future. Yes. Yeah. And how about you, Harry? What does it feel like? I mean, I know you're saying feel in terms of you feel normal yeah. or you feel your body is stable, but psychologically, how does that feel for you? Because you're still quite young. How old are you? I'm 39. Yeah, you're still quite young. So is this, how does this feel for you? It's, it's a complete change. Just to look forward, not to have to, the, the regimen every day of the checking of the insulin injections and just to move forward and, you know, I can, when I wake up and go throughout the day, you 
it's still going to be that adjustment. Just just returned home two days ago, sure. and just to be able to know what I can eat, and just to think about it. Even when you sit down to eat, you know, you think you're supposed to be counting carbs already, and I'm ready to pick up the insulin pen. Yeah, and I don't have to. You don't have to. It's, it's a lot of adjustment, but in a positive direction. And it sounds to me like maybe different plans, different hopes and dreams can now be fulfilled. Well, I, I think so. I mean, I've, I've always traveled, so it was a matter of just fitting, testing and taking insulin in between traveling. So you haven't let it stop you to, no. to this point. No, you can't. No, but you it can't. sounds no, like... Definitely. No, you can't. But it sounds like it's going to open up a lot new, a lot of new doors for both of you. Definitely is. Yeah. Very exciting. I appreciate your coming in and sharing all this with us. I wish you all the best. It's very, very hopeful and exciting news. My guests have been um, Harry Tynan and Patrick Nolan. They're both pancreas transplant patients, and we've been talking about um, pancreas transplants as treatments for diabetes. I'm Linda Cohen, and you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink On Air. <laughs>